Well, today here on The Bottom Line, uh, a very difficult subject to discuss when it comes to the sanctity of human life. Of course, standing up for the preborn is not a problem for us here at The Bottom Line Show. But when you look at what's happening and the war that's being waged against preborn children and also against their mothers as well, I'm grateful that our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom are actually fighting back. Uh, Julie Blake is with me today here on The Bottom Line. She's senior counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom. And we're going to talk about ways that Alliance Defending Freedom is standing up to uh, the legal system that seems to want to uh, make abortion on demand and to do it chemically, as they say. Julie Blake, welcome to The Bottom Line Show. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to have you here for this conversation because I know a lot of listeners, when Roe versus Wade was, was overturned, said, hooray, I mean, I not to minimize it, but ding dong, the witch is dead. We've overturned abortion in the United States. Now it's no longer legal. But that just meant on the federal level, it didn't refer to the state's issue. And more and more people are finding other ways to commit abortions as well. If you wouldn't mind, jog us back to June 24th, 2022. And what exactly did the Dobbs versus Jackson decision do in terms of what's still legal abortion wise, what isn't legal? Right. Well, the Supreme Court's decision in Dobbs was a tremendous victory for unborn children and their mothers. Um, they returned to elected officials that uh, life is a, can uh, be a human right and ensure women can have real support through the democratic process. Mm -hmm. And the Supreme Court rightly held that a so-called right to abortion has no basis in the Constitution's text or in our nation's history. Mm -hmm. And our firm, Alliance Defending Freedom, was privileged to serve on the Mississippi legal team that successfully defended its pro-life law at the U.S. Supreme Court in that case. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's that's good news. Now, since then, states like California, or here we call it here, the People's Republic of California, passed Proposition One that codifies legalized abortion into the state constitution. Uh, Colorado, other states, I believe Connecticut, uh, might have done something like this as well with their proposals. Michigan also uh, thrown there as well. Uh, so that means that abortion is legal. Which kind of abortions are we talking about? Because I think a lot of people may not be aware of the fact that there are really two different means for accomplishing abortion in the United States, are there not? That's right. Um, in 2000, President Clinton, under pressure from the abortion industry, pushed the FDA to legalize a new method of abortion using chemical abortion drugs. The other method of abortion is surgical abortion that most people are more familiar with. Mm -hmm. And the lawsuit we're bringing is about that decision, about chemical abortion drugs, uh, which are, are dangerous. And frankly, yeah. the, the FDA had a duty to protect women and girls, and it failed that duty when it allowed these drugs on the market. Now, as part of the reason for that, and from what I've read, and I, we've got a link for ADF Legal up at thebottomlineshow.com, uh, from what I understand, what we've been told by the Centers for Disease Control, the Food and Drug Administration, et cetera, et cetera, is whatever they put their seal of approval on has been tested, it's been road tested, it's, it's been safeguarded, if you will, and it's perfectly safe and it's perfectly legal. But what Alliance Defending Freedom has discovered is that when it comes to the chemical or medical abortion involving the abortion pills, um, that hasn't always been the case. Talk about the, what your lawsuit entails in that regard. So the FDA's job is to protect the health, the safety, and welfare of America's women and girls by making sure that dangerous drugs aren't on the market in the United States. But the FDA has failed that responsibility when it came to approving chemical abortion drugs. These drugs are dangerous, and they were never properly studied. So our lawsuit seeks to make the FDA put the politics aside, follow the science, and protect America's women and girls from these drugs. I'm sorry, did you say follow the science? I'm, no, I mean, and I mean that's science. yeah, somewhat tongue in cheek because we've been hearing that about other aspects from the FDA, and yet what you're talking about, uh, Julie Blake, is the fact that what Alliance Defending Freedom has discovered is that the abortion medications for the chemical abortions don't follow the science. They don't protect the the, the health of the women. They obviously don't protect the health of the child. That's right. The FDA never properly studied these drugs, and the best studies and the best evidence show that uh, women and girls have been harmed by these dangerous drugs. Uh, one in five women who take a chemical abortion drug will suffer a complication and wow. need to have medical attention. Um, mm -hmm. That's severe bleeding, life-threatening infections, the inability to have future pregnancies. The FDA was wrong that these drugs were safe when uh, they approved them. 
And in our lawsuit, we're standing up for the emergency room doctors, the OBs, who've been taking care of women who've been taking these chemical abortion drugs and are suffering serious complications and seeking medical attention from the result. So our doctors want to help care for their patients and protect women and, women and uh, girls who take these drugs, which is why we're asking the FDA to do its job that it should have done in the first place by protecting right. these women. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Julie Blake is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Julie is Senior Counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom. ADFlegal.org is the website. And of course, Alliance Defending Freedom partners with us on the National Crawford Roundtable podcast each and every week. Julie, it's a, it's incredible to me when you look at the failure rate of this medication being used for the purposes that they do, that anyone in Congress, anybody at the FDA or the CDC can stand in front of the podium with a straight face and say, this is safe, this is legal, there are no problems, there are no complications. I mean, if there were maybe 1% of an issue, you know, like that, I could see where that might be a seemingly a statistical anomaly, anomaly, but 20% of the women who've taken abortion pills over the past 20 years have had some kind of major complication. How is that even remotely considered safe by these people? And I, I know, I'm asking somewhat rhetorically, but I mean, at the same time, I could see why you've got lots of ammunition for your lawsuit. Well, and the thing is, is, chemical abortion drugs are also more dangerous than compared to the surgical abortion method. Um, chemical abortions have a complication rate four times higher than surgical abortions, which means they're even more dangerous than other forms of abortion out there. Mm. Wow. Incredible. So what are the what are the steps? What, you filed the lawsuit uh, a little while ago. What are the next steps? Will there be a hearing? I mean, we're not talking Supreme Court at this point, but I mean, what are the next steps for Alliance Defending Freedom in this legal battle? Well, uh, next week, uh, all the lawyers submit all of the papers in the case, and then it's going to be up to the judge to decide the case, whether he holds a hearing or, or not. We don't know yet, uh, but we've asked the judge to rule now um, on the merits of our claims and decide now that the FDA needs to do its job and follow the science and withdraw these drugs while our case proceeds, rather than let any more time go by when women and girls are being hurt. Boy, that's a, that, and it's very, very important. Talk about how our listeners can get behind this, because for those who are hearing of Alliance Defending Freedom for the first time, what people may not realize is when an Alliance Defending Freedom takes on a case like this one against the FDA, uh, you're working pro bono, basically, in terms of the uh, the way the cases are uh, represented, and you're relying on the uh, support, the prayers, of course, but the financial support of listeners like ours to help make this possible. That's absolutely true. Alliance Defending Freedom can only go into America's courtrooms every day uh, to protect life and freedom uh, due to the generous support of our ministry friends. And if you'd like to know more about our work, you can go to our website, adflegal.org, where you can learn about how to pray and support our cases. Oh, that's very, very good to know. And we've got that link up at our Bottom Line Show website as well. And we encourage Bottom Line listeners to literally, I mean, I, I can't think of a better way to say it, put your money where your mouth is when it comes to the sanctity of human life, the legal battles that are ensuing. Uh, Julie, how how confident are you? I mean, this seems like a slam dunk case to someone like me who doesn't have a legal background, but I know that there are a lot of forces, both legal, political, and spiritual, that will be fighting against you guys. How how uh, what what what's your prognosis right now? It seems like you would not have pursued this if you didn't think you had a chance to win. Right. Well, we are confident that when a court will look at the law and they will look at the facts of the case, that they will realize that the FDA has put politics ahead of science and put politics ahead of the law and realize that there are federal laws in place that protect women and girls, that keep dangerous drugs off the market, that keep dangerous drugs from being dispensed on demand over the internet like these drugs are doing through the mail. And, and when you realize there are federal laws that say that you can't do this, long-standing federal laws, we're confident the judge will realize they're very strong legal arguments why the FDA has not followed the law for a very long time when it's failed to protect women and girls. It is kind of ominous when you consider the fact that the the laws that are passed ostensibly are to protect the citizens of the United States. And when you consider that a major agency like the Food and Drug Administration here of the federal government has been ignoring the laws, the safety reports, and even the proper use of the medications that are now being used to kill innocent children in the womb and harm their mother's lives. 
it, this, this is a major course correction that definitely needs to happen. And we're grateful that our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom are leading the charge. Julie Blake, Senior Counsel at Alliance Defending Freedom, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line with this update. We really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a great dialogue, of course, and I encourage you to contact Alliance Defending Freedom right now. Uh, give them a call and uh, let them know that you uh, want to stand in this fight that they are fighting that Julie Blake just talked about. 877-367-6461 is the number. 877-367-6461. Or just go online to crawfordmediagroup.net and hit the banner for Alliance Defending Freedom. As we continue, you know, we're talking about our veteran to our Valentine to a Veteran uh, campaign that's going on right now through Valentine's Day. And there are so many men and women who have given of themselves, not only as veterans in war, but also in, uh, you know, first responder mode and that type of thing um, that are literally standing in the gap and then dealing with trauma and depression afterwards, not only for what they've been through in the battle, but also what they've experienced in the culture. Um, Greg Wark is the uh, uh, man behind a brand new resource called The Warfighter's Soul, Engaging in the Battle for the Warrior's Soul. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. He's the founder of Mission Force. And uh, you're, you're going to love this conversation as we talk about helping the veterans in our world deal with things like PTSD and the like. Uh, Greg Wark coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Get your money out of a traditional 401k or IRA now. What we have is we have a problem in the sense that, and I've got a big pot of money. No one's advising me on what to do with this big pot of money. And so I'm just kind of putting it all over the place. People in the early 50s and early 60s, when they went to work, they had pension plans. Hey, they knew when they retired, they're going to have a pension plan. Well, it is a real challenge when you think about the fact that here I am, now I'm retired and you're now responsible for everything to do with your retirement, everything to do with the growth everything to do with what you're going to do. And so this kind of gives you a feeling of relief to know that, hey, that, that I'm not the only one out here suffering. When you see the, the severity of what the 401k has limited you to, and you realize that it really isn't what it was cracked up to be, this kind of takes them down the road and shows them how easily that can be solved. Call 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Wilson Financial Services for simply better alternatives. Today on the bottom line, we're going to take a look at uh, an attitude, an attitude in life that, that we're seeing more and more happening. There are people who have served in the military, people who served in law enforcement. They're they're literally referred to as first responders, and they're and they're responding to crisis situations. And yet, when they know when they you know sign up for what they're doing, they're signing up to do battle. They're signing up to engage in a battle that is, uh, as we as Christians know, is more than just flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual warfare as well. And joining me today on the program is a guy who has a uh, an outreach to people who have gone through this. He's written a book about this and is doing a lot of curriculum too. Uh, Greg Wark is with me, a former pastor, uh, guy who is working with people who are literally, uh, you know, suffering and and finding a way to keep pressing on through the big challenges they face. The brand new book is called The Warfighter's Soul, Engaging in the Battle for the Warrior's Soul, uh, written by Greg Wark and Ray Rodriguez. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Dr. Greg Wark, welcome to The Bottom Line Show today. Roger, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You know, we, we talk often anecdotally about the number of veterans, for example, who are attempting suicide or even taking suicide. We, we talk about people who are coming back with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, that we never could have imagined. I mean, you know, for any of us who grew up with dads who served in World War II, Korea, Vietnam, we knew that was tough, but now it seems to be even worse. Literally, there, there are suffering veterans all around us. Why, why the need for this outreach? Why the need for this book right now, specifically for you? Roger, good question. Uh, you know, for 28 years, I've worked with primarily tier one, tier two um, uh, veterans and, and um, active duty personnel. So um, I'm kind of in a place where I've seen just about everything that you can see related to what a veteran's life is like. And, um, you know, people are really blown away when they hear and most recently roger they did a fox news did a poll on the number of veterans that are dying and it, it could be upwards of 40 a day hmm. and and when people hear when people hear that they kind of go like well what is going on there and i think it, 
it's it's essentially your the culture. The culture when you're in the military is one of brotherhood. It's one mm-hmm. where you both go through the men, men and women go through the exact same things, if, and they're part of a unit. They're part of a cohesive group that holds each other together. And the the beauty of it is, is that usually while they're in that unique environment, they don't have they don't have to face the trauma or the experiences that have happened in the gray of war. Hmm. But the Mm -hmm. minute that they get out, they're thrust into a society that has, it's the antithesis of what they have lived. So there's no structure. Everybody believes whatever they want to believe, identifies Hmm. whatever they want to identify. There's no camaraderie, brotherhood. There's none of that. Hmm. So when they get out, they get out these amazing people. And then they are home, instantly home. And all of a sudden, they start feeling the pressure of what people want them to be. Just be a normal guy. Mm-hmm. Just be a normal husband. Just be a normal dad. And unfortunately, they create a person that everybody wants. And they live it in front of everybody. But at night, they go to bed with who they really are. Mm. And they don't sleep and they start spiraling downhill. And ultimately, ultimately, they think I'm a liability and I'm never going to live as a liability. And that is exactly why uh, these these people who are not afraid of death take their lives. What an amazing uh combination there dr greg work is sharing with us uh, the book the warfighter's soul engaging in the battle for the warrior soul which is up at the bottom line show.com take all those elements and put them together you you, you wonder why we'd heard i mean i've heard that it was, it was 22 uh per day yeah, dr work is saying no it's actually more like double that who are either taking their own lives or, or con- uh, contemplating doing so but the idea that someone comes from the battlefield, you know, where there is a rule of law, where there is an order and everyone, there's the camaraderie and everyone's fighting, even though the war itself is intense, you're fighting with a set of rules and you do heroic things. You come back then and now you walk into what looks like chaos to you, even though many of us would say, well, yeah, we have order, you know, here in society and we've got churches and schools and, you know, police officers and things like that. But then to create this kind of straw man who has to, that's what you exist in and, and around. But then you mentioned something, Greg, and I want, I'd like you to circle back around on this is because it seemed like it was really important. The fact that the warrior has gone to war and is willing to lay down his life for his country, for his fellow warriors, et cetera, comes back from war, is dealing with the PTSD, is dealing with all the trauma that they're, they're messed with. And yet, then you said this phrase that just makes me chill, and they're not afraid of death. So the idea that they would say, okay, well, if I'm not afraid of death and this isn't working here, you know, I could see why someone who is a veteran might be more inclined to say, why not? I mean, is that, is that accurate? To, am I getting that right? It, it, yeah, it is accurate. And it's important to note that uh, what exacerbates the, the problem is that they probably have never talked about the uh the, the trauma or combat trauma or whatever type of situation has mentally destabilized them. Mm-hmm. So like I just did an interview. Um, I spent two weeks with a uh, Delta force legend and in our discussions, I had him relay his, uh, his story to me. And he talked about, and I'll make this real quick. He talked about the, them going in and taking out a village. And when they took out the village, none of that bothered him. And then he kicked down a door because they have to clear the rooms of the villages. And there was a little old lady behind the door that got knocked down and he mm. broke down into tears. This is a very, very, very tough man. So it's, it's, it's trauma that with soldiers and people and first responders, it's not what most people think it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it may be a smell, it may be a sight, it may be an experience, it may be 10 experiences. But when you, when you have an environment where none of that is dealt with, it just continues to fester. You, there's no REM sleep. Then the VA gives them drugs to try to help them. The drugs don't help. Mm-hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. everything is about making them feel better. The problem is they're not getting better. Right, right. 
I'm talking with Dr. Greg Wark today here on The Bottom Line. The Warfighter's Soul is the book we're discussing. The Warfighter's Soul, Engaging in the Battle for the Warrior Soul. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com and a link for thewarfightersoul.org up at thebottomlineshow.com as well. Where do we begin? I mean, there are those of us who are obviously a lot of bottom line listeners have military connections or police officer, you know, people who have been fighting these types of battles. And if you, as you're describing, Greg, the the fact that, that many of these people are creating this kind of false persona, almost like a mask and a suit, you know, that says, this is the person you want me to be so you can process it. I'll do that because that's the only way I can make some order out of my life. What are some of the signs that we should be looking for, for people who might say, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But what they're really saying is, don't ask me, I don't want to fall apart. Well, that's one of them. That's one mm. of the signs. Um, when they're, I'm fine, I'm fine. They're not fine. Um, yeah. that's, like, that's like, you can't will yourself into being better. So one of the ways that we've learned to treat this is a thing, it's a chapter called Power, Pattern, and Purpose. Mm-hmm. And and what essentially what we've learned and what we teach in the book to do is how to restructure trauma. The number one thing I encourage families and people that love veterans to do is to listen. And mm. I, what I mean by that is we listen with, there, it means three things to listen, word, gesture, and spirit. Much more is communicated in gesture and spirit than it is word. We mm-hmm. have to become adept at picking up what's not being said. Now, ultimately, the only way a veteran can get can deal with trauma is to own it. it in the military, everybody's sucking it up. Those, that's right. a common, tra- hey, we've all been through it. We're all dealing with it. Just, just we'll, we'll be over. Let's just get on the next stop. Well, that no, that no longer works when you're in a civilian world. You, you have to own the trauma. You have to talk about it. You have to but it has to be to someone who's going to listen, not just babble on and mm-hmm. try to figure out a way to talk them into something. You cannot talk many of these people into anything. They have mm-hmm. to willingly want to do it. Yeah. Boy, that's a great counsel. It's, it's sobering to hear, but it's very, very important. Dr. Greg Wark is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. He's the co-author of the brand new book called The Warfighter's Soul, Engaging in the Battle for the Warrior Soul. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. As we continue, we're going to talk about uh, some of the applications, some things that we can uh, start putting into practice right now, and also way that, ways that your community can actually get involved. Maybe it's your church that is going to form some kind of outreach that's going to help the men and women who are being impacted by this battle for their soul that started in the battlefield or on the battle lines as far as being a police officer or firefighter, and now has uh, come home and is uh, looking for a place to land. More of my conversation with Dr. Greg Wark in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Greg Wark is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Uh, the Warfighter's Soul is the book, Engaging in the Battle for the Warrior's Soul. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we have three copies of this book to give away. You know, we're talking about our Valentine to a Veteran campaign, which you can find out at kbrightradio.com, encouraging Bottom Line listeners to go online, uh, punch out, you know, put in your name and your contact info, but then also uh, write an encouraging uh, Valentine, a gift to uh, a veteran. Uh, I would love to challenge us. We've got three copies of this book to give away, but I think it'd be cool if at least one of our bottom line listeners called today and said, I want to win this book, but then I'd like to give it to a veteran. I'd like to help them, you know, do the benefit from the work that Greg Wark is doing. So if you feel that generosity in your heart, I commend you. Uh, Thank you for calling 800-227-5278, is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Of course, if there's someone in your family who has been uh, a first responder, either through military service or uh, police officer, firefighter, et cetera, um, we talked about uh, with our friend Daisy Welsh of uh, Working Dogs for Warriors, and she was talking about the fact that she was a, a dispatcher for nine years and was really giving her the kind of PTSD you know, moments, et cetera, et cetera. If there's someone in your family who you know would benefit from this, or if you know someone outside your family, maybe in your sphere of influence, who would really benefit from having this resource, I encourage you to give us a call. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. If, If you ever wonder why 
it's so important. I mean, a lot of Christians really have a, a you know a thing, if you will, for military service, et cetera, et cetera. Do not forget, brothers and sisters, where we are right now. It's spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, verse 10. Verse 11, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. When the day of evil comes, not if the day, when the day. And I think few would argue that we have seen that day come right now. Stand firm then, verse 14, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen and amen. Uh, Great counsel there from the Apostle Paul in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. And we're going to take a quick break here. And as we continue, more of this conversation with Greg Wark, uh, talking about um, the warfighter's soul, engaging in the battle for the warrior's soul. We've got three copies we're giving away right now. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. Life insurance will never replace the person you love, but that money can help you get through life when it feels impossible. When your life insurance claim is denied while you're already dealing with so much, you need someone on your side. Stephanie Cover of Coverlaw used to work for the insurance companies. She challenges and understands the way insurance companies think. Hire Stephanie to file a life insurance appeal while everything is still fresh in your mind. Don't let the insurance company get away with greedy behavior while you're in mourning. Stephanie Cover will do everything in her power to get you the financial protection which was promised to you as a beneficiary of the policy. The money from the life insurance proceeds can supplement your income so you can support yourself throughout the process of bereavement. Save Stephanie's number or call her now at 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Or you can fill out a contact form at kbrightradio.com slash coverlaw. Stephanie Cover, she knows the other side. Greg Wark is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh. Dr. Wark uh, is involved in an outreach to helping people who have been in military. Uh, he's got a brand new book out called The Warfighter's Soul, Engaging in the Battle for the Warrior Soul, talking about PTSD, helping veterans and uh, veterans of uh, military and police and fire, uh, anyone who's been any kind of first responder who's had to put their life on the line um, to, to get the kind of help that they need so that they don't wind up, we, we, as Greg mentioned before the break, we, we've heard often about the number of suicides that are either successful or attempted each day of people who are veterans. I shared the st- statistic at around 20 or so, and Greg said, no, it's double that. Uh, this book is a great resource, and also the website, thewarfightersoul.org, is up at thebottomlineshow.com. During the break, Greg, we were talking about the fact, and I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and call my own church out on this too. If you asked our church, are they patriotic? Do they support the military, police, fire? They'd say, well, absolutely. We have a fire truck come to our preschool once a year. And every year on Veterans Day and Memorial Day, we do a big type of thing. And that's really about it. Is that, is that unfortunately, is that kind of what the typical church outreach looks like to helping people who are veterans dealing with this type of issue? Uh, yeah, I think geography changes things. When you have churches that are right where a lot of bases and posts are, it changes a little bit. But fair enough. Um, but I, but I got to say that um, the the one thing that I try to I, I wrote the book for three demographics: the sufferer, the, those who love the sufferer, and the society that takes advantage of what the sufferer has provided. And one of the things that I do is I don't put a guilt trip on churches or society for not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that doesn't do any good whatsoever. What I do is I tell them how to do it. How do you talk to a person? And this has happened to me no more times than I can count. When I say, thank you for your service, and they look at you and say, I didn't do it for you. Or they say something caustic like that. Um, and... They're, they're awkward. Sometimes it's awkward because their eyes are different. Most people don't understand this. Once you've been in combat, 
the soul has changed. And that's a whole subject that I write about in the book. I've had bud students that I knew when they were going through SEAL training. Um, and I've seen them after five or six combat tours. And trust me, they're different. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they're intimidating. They're, there's a lot of different, they speak in brutal terms because that's the way, that's the language of those who serve. And so what, what people need to be empowered to, to communicate is, hey, there's hope. And nice. I wrote this book with Ray for the sole purpose of communicating to the veterans that are about ready to end their own lives that there's still hope. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's really what I hope people can get this book and carry it with them when they find a veteran and the, vet, the book to them, because most veterans have a bag of pills and they have absolutely nobody that knows how to fix what's going on inside of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. And those people and the people that are part of the church know that faith is one of the elements, but it's not the first element. You being there and caring and choosing not to be offended is what matters most. And when you talk about not being offended, Dr. Greg Wark, you're, you're talking about people who are going to, the, you use the term brutal, you know, for conversation. And I, I appreciate that a lot because I'll be honest with you, I, a lot of times I'll, I'll watch a pastor online or on television or something like that or hear him on the radio. And they just sound so kind of nice, you know, and, and, and safe. And I'm thinking, wait, what are you preaching from? I mean, when I look at the gospel story, right. when I look at God's <laughs> word, it's, it's, you do too. You know what it's like in pastoral ministry. It's, it's, it's brutal sometimes. It is, is right in your face. And there, it involves life. It involves death. I mean, God's currency is the shedding of blood. Um, we've got about five minutes left in our conversation. I kind of lay out a blueprint for us. You do have a chapter in the book called Building Memorials, you know, which you know addresses you know the things that you have to leave behind as you're moving forward. But I like the idea of our listeners having a copy of this book with them in case you encounter someone who's served this way and needs that kind of help. But help us talk to pastors, talk to lay leaders, talk to just Christians who want to help or are really motivated by what you're saying, but they really don't know where to start. Yeah, so first off, thank you for wanting to help. I can't tell you what that means to, you know, I can I can tell you this. Some people would probably say, well, Greg, were you in Special Forces? I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Um, I one day had a, a producer ask me to go with him onto the SEAL compound in Coronado, California. And as I drove over that thing, uh, over the into the base, I got in the back of the pickup truck and there was film crews and all this. And, um, um, I was completely taken aback by what I saw and what I experienced. Mm. And the unique, a unique thing happened. I was in the back of this pickup truck and people were calling me Dr. Greg or Pastor Greg and stuff. And there was a seal in the back of the truck too. And he was, he told everybody to get out of the truck. Well, I didn't get out of the truck cause I was fixated on 140 seals running. Mm-hmm. And finally he comes around the back and says, Hey, stupid, get out of the truck. Mm. And, um, and I was like, wow, you know, the honesty and yeah. it, there's something really, re- and, you know, and being able to put up with, uh, foul mouths and the language that, that the people that fight our wars speak, there's so many facets that many people are afraid of. My statement is quit being afraid of it. I, I used to go to the Bud's compounds and, and do training at, the, at Fort Campbell, all coast to coast. And I would say things. And next thing I know, one time they kidnapped me and threw me out of an airplane at 13,000 feet. Oh, because wow. I admitted Because I admitted that I was afraid of something. And that's one of about 500 of them. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, is that there's a culture out there that everybody thinks is taken care of already because they have chaplains. And that's not the case. The, the, the people in the body of Christ need to take responsibility for those who buy and pay for our freedoms with their blood and their families. They are changed forever because of what they chose. And like mm. any calling, there's a cost. But to this one, it's a massive one. Yeah. yeah. That is huge, and it's great counsel from pastor and author Dr. Greg Wark today here on The Bottom Line. The Warfighter's Soul is the name of the book, Engaging in the Battle for the Warrior Soul. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. You have a chapter in your book that 
describes a renovated life. Take the final two moments, minutes of our time together here and talk about what a truly renovated life. Because as you mentioned before, and this is going to haunt me, the fact that when someone comes back from their service or when they've ended their tours of duty or service on the police force or whatever it is, the culture says, let's medicate you. Let's get you the pills or whatever you need just to kind of keep the balance. You're talking about a complete reno job, if you will. What does that look like? So what we do is we we uh, bring the veteran or the active duty person to or the officer to re restructure trauma from a frontal lobe uh, stress inducer to a memory, which becomes what many Christian organizations call a testimony. And we all know that a testimony is a source of strength, whereas a frontal lobe obstruction is a source of, of stress, which is where we get the idea of post-traumatic stress. I ha cannot tell you the the unbelievable people these veterans become once they have gotten through the pain of what they've lived with. They become entrepreneurs, business people. They become amazing fathers. They become amazing um, mothers and so on and so forth. And I've got to see this for the last three decades. And, you know, I've, I've seen people go from even being in jail um, for something that they did in, in active duty to coming out, going back into their career and finishing their career at the top of their, um, their potential. Um, so when I talk about a renovated life, we're taking a life that looks like a Tennessee 1800s house because it's mm -hmm. been beat on by every possible thing. Mm. And we're, we're re redoing the house so that the people can walk by and go, I can't even believe that. And wow. that's something that is, that's the hope that we want to leave the veteran with it. If you're listening today and you're suffering with this, let me tell you something. There's a QRF, a quick reaction force in the form of a book, and a form of an organization that is here to help that is not just going to give you hyperbole, hyperbole and a bunch of um, uh, sit-ups to do. We'll give you real answers. I love it. I love it. Well, we've got a link for the Warriors, the warfighterssoul.org up at the bottomlineshow.com and also the link for the book as well, The Warfighter's Soul, Engaging in the Battle for the Warrior Soul, which is up at the bottomlineshow.com. Dr. Greg Bork, uh, thank you for the work that you're doing, for the lives that you're saving, for the impact that you're having for the kingdom, as well as for society. And we appreciate your time today here on The Bottom Line Show. Thanks for being with us. Thanks so much, Roger. Well, a great resource and a great conversation today here on The Bottom Line. Greg Wark uh, joining me today uh, to have this conversation about the warfighter soul. He's the founder of Mission Force, um, and he also served as a pastor in Southern California. He understands the spiritual side of this. He understands the military side of this issue as well. The book is called The Warfighter's Soul, Engaging in the Battle for the Warrior Soul. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. We have three copies of this book to give away. And I would love, especially if you are a veteran or if you have a veteran in your family, someone who served in law enforcement, any kind of first responder, medical professionals, et cetera, who's dealt with excessive trauma in their lives, I, I want you to have this book. And we have three copies to give away. Crystal's standing by to take your calls right now. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Um, I... I I can't stress enough how important it is. I shared with you before the break uh, the words of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 6 that right around verse 12 or so it says, when the enemy's attack come. When, not if. You know, it's so very, very, um, you know, it, it it's very key to understand the times that we're living in. And I think, and I say this in all love and respect, I don't know how many of us in the body of Christ have fully appreciated where we are in the spiritual warfare side until now. Not just because of a earthquake in Turkey and not just because of a, a, you know, a transgender artist winning song of the year or whatever it was at the Grammy Awards. And I mean, we see the, the culture devolving into just this malaise of how awful it is and yet and yet when we see the fact that there are men and women who are willing to take a stand to stand up for 
what is right and true and godly and, and noble, it, it does give us hope. Um, I shared yesterday in the program uh, Robert Thune's, Pastor Robert Thune's book on First Peter and how important it is for us in the body of Christ to understand where we are. We are outsiders, and that's hard for a lot of people. If you're, you know, if you're in your 60s or 70s or 80s, you remember the moral majority, you remember the National Day of Prayer, you remember calls for prayer and fasting and God and country and how wonderful it was, and, and there were shocking displays of anti-Americanism. It was really easy to see over the course of time how it would you would kind of intertwine your American citizenship and your Christian faith. But now more than ever, I mean, if you are, so if you're called into the military and you go to defend your country and then you come back having experienced the post-traumatic stress of that and the, tra the trauma, and then as a person of faith, you come back in here and you kind of feel displaced out of place. You can see why uh, the, the warrior mindset and engaging the warrior spirit and, and the warfighter's soul is so important. But you have to understand that as Christians, just because you did not put on an 80-pound military pack and go to Afghanistan or Iraq or, or wherever there was military conflict, just because you did not engage in that and bring back that kind of battle doesn't mean that you don't have the same type of trauma that you're dealing with in your own life. And that there are other people who are dealing with that kind of trauma as well. And it's amazing how, you know, sometimes I, I was watching a PragerU video the other day about what he, he called it the moral case for mockery. And I had to question it. You know, I mean, I really do. I look at the way Jesus treated people in the world and how Jesus people treated people in the church. And the Pharisees always got his snark, right? But the people who were lost, it literally, to the, his literal, physical dying day on the cross, Father, forgive them as they mocked him from the ground. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do understand that there are people in the world who will attack you for your Christian faith and they really don't know what they're doing. It's the enemy getting a hold of their heart and mind and soul and we have to be able to take a punch. But we also have to be able to know where our help comes from and where our healing comes from. It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Greg Wark, brand new book is The Warfighter's Soul, Engaging in the Battle for the Warrior's Soul. It's up at thebottomlineshow.com. We have three copies of this book to give away, and Crystal is taking your calls right up until the top of the hour and the start of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Uh, as we continue, I want to take a look at an event that happened uh, a week or so ago at the Museum of the Bible. And it's a very encouraging story, but it makes you wonder, okay, well, if there's that much prayer cover coming out of Capitol Hill, why do we still have some of the crazy laws that we have in our culture? I'm going to talk about this coming up next as The Bottom Line continues. Welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. I want to wish my brother Brian a happy birthday today. I won't tell you how old he is, but I will tell you that I will turn 62 this year and Brian's four years younger than me. Okay, so <laughs> you can do the math on that one. But happy birthday, brother. Sorry we missed each other a couple weeks ago when you were in town, but uh, love you a lot. And hope Kirsten spoils you rotten all month long, which you, my brother and my sister-in-law uh, have the same birthday month, February. And so they basically just celebrate the whole month, right? I mean, that's a lot of people do that, I'm sure. Anyway, hey, we're still taking your calls at 800-227-5278. The Warfighter's Soul is the new book by Greg Wark and Ray Rodriguez. Greg was kind enough to spend some time with us today to talk about uh, how to reach out to uh, the suffering veteran in your world, the trauma and depression that attacks veterans. And, and we discussed something that was rather alarming, the fact that the number of people that we have heard uh, you know, for years, it's been anywhere from 20 to 22 veterans take their lives um, every day. And from what Greg tells me, it's now up to 40. It's just, it's really, really, um, it's really a challenge. So uh, we're giving away copies of that book. We have three of them to give away. We'll take your calls right up until the top of the hour and the start of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast today, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. You know, I was mentioning before the break about the fact that sometimes as Christians, 
it is frustrating when we see elected officials, people whom we've sent to Capitol Hill, uh, voting one way or the other or on family-based issues or faith-based issues. Uh, people who are also of the uh, you know Christian persuasion, as we're told, um, and then they'll write a piece of legislation that seems to be completely against what we've done. And we've seen this happening in the advancing of the LGBTQ agenda and uh, abortion rights, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on from there. Um, it's interesting to see when pressed how many members of Congress, for example, would actually profess faith in Christ. I know our president and vice president both uh, cling to what they call a uh, uh, a, a Catholic faith, but then they promote all sorts of things that I believe are unbiblical and a lot of other Christians do as well. There's a group on Capitol Hill that has been focusing on trying to get the people who, um, you know, do, do what they're supposed to say, what they're going to say to do what they're going to do. Uh, Church United is the name of the group and they held an event at the, Museum of the Bible um, last week, they did so the day before the National Prayer Breakfast. And the National Prayer Breakfast was kind of watered down and uh, it, was, it wasn't quite the same big deal that it, was, it has been in the past. Maybe as evidence to the fact that the number of people in America who would see that, used to see that as a good thing. Okay, we can set aside our differences for one morning and ecumenical leaders speak, you know, get a priest and a rabbi and a pastor and, you know, whatever. And instead, now it just kind of, watered down. So Church United got together with several members of Congress and other evangelical leaders on Wednesday morning, the day before the National Prayer Breakfast, which is the first Thursday of February, and they had a national gathering for prayer and repentance. There were several Republican lawmakers who were there, um, that, but a lot of topics were discussed. I mean, there were, of course, Roe versus Wade and the overturning of that. Um, that was a cause for celebration. People thanking God and then also asking for forgiveness for the murder over the past several decades. Um, uh, Alan Parker, who's the president of litigation uh, for the litigation firm Justice Foundation, uh, which was the firm that also represented uh, Norma McCorvey, you know, as Jane Roe in Roe versus Wade, um, offered a prayer, which was fantastic. Uh, Lisa Washington, the city director of Love Life Ministry based in New York City, uh, prayed that she is thankful that God protected her life from abortion. Um, there were others who were, I mean, when you think about the number of people who have been impacted by abortion, by the LGBTQ lifestyle, it was nice to see these people here. Uh, for the record, by the way, if you're keeping score along with us at home, uh, here, uh, Anne Graham Lotz was there, uh, Andrew Brunson, uh, pastor who was uh, in prison for a while, Jonathan Kahn, uh, the harbinger guy, uh, offered a prayer to respond to God's call for the nation to repent. This went on for about three hours. But you might be wondering, okay, well, you said this is a congressional deal. It's mostly Republican lawmakers who actually showed up. Who are they? <laughs> I think that's a fair question. Who are they? I'm looking at the list and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't recognize anybody but one name on this list, which begs the question, how many people do we have on Capitol Hill who really are willing to speak up for their their faith? Uh, Tracy Mann, Republican from Kansas, uh, Robert Adderhalt from Alabama, Michael Cloud from Texas, Brian Babin, also from Texas, Rick Allen from Georgia, Mary Miller from Illinois, and House Majority Leader Steve Scalise from Louisiana. Now, Scalise is the only name in that list that I recognize recognize. There are 535 members of the House and Senate who were invited to and eligible to come to this event. And I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people out of that list actually went. So what does that mean for us as Christians? Do we just not get engaged in the political process altogether? Do we change the way we vote? Do we try to start a new political party? I want to offer some thoughts on how I would skin this cat. Uh, we'll do that coming up next as the bottom line continues. 
One of the greatest gifts that we can give to an expectant mother is the gift of the first picture she'll ever have of her son or daughter in the womb. That comes through an ultrasound, and our friends at Preborn have an opportunity for us to make more of these ultrasounds a reality. Every time you give a donation of $28 to Preborn, that means one more ultrasound can take place. But how about giving enough money for an ultrasound machine? The cost is $15,000. It's a sizable investment. But every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts at least 10 years. Now take that cost $15,000 and divide that by 2,500. Okay, now you begin to see how the cost per ultrasound goes down even more once we have more ultrasound machines to donate into preborn clinics. Make a donation right now to preborn. It's completely tax deductible, and every penny, every dollar you donate right now is going to the purchase of an ultrasound machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com. That's K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies' lives. kbrightradio.com, hit the Preborn banner right now. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. A few moments left in our giveaway of the book by Greg Wark, The Warfighter's Soul, Engaging the Battle for the Warrior's Soul. Uh, Greg with uh, Mission United and uh, the idea that, our Mission Force, excuse me, um, the idea that veterans are coming back and first responders are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder in record numbers. What's a faith-based way that we can reach out and help? Uh, the Warfighter's Soul, Engaging in the Battle for the Warrior Soul is a great resource. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Crystal's taking your calls. We have three copies of this book to give away and would love for you to be one of the winners. Uh, before the break, I was talking about the prayer breakfast that took place the day before the National Prayer Breakfast. Uh, it was an event at the Museum of the Bible. It was literally just called a National Gathering for Prayer and Repentance. And I, I expressed the fact that there were groups from... Uh, the faith-based response to abortion and the LGBTQ, uh, radicalization, et cetera, et cetera, and that all the members of the House and Senate were invited, and there were about eight members of the House that showed up, no, no senators that we know of took part in this, and my question to you was, well, what do we make of this? Here's what I believe we make of this. My pastor for many years said when it comes to elections and to politics, read your Bible, pray, and vote. And, you know, when you get right down to it, it, that's a winning formula. Are we ever going to find perfect candidates? No. Should Christians be ostracized for picking imperfect candidates? Not at all, because let's face it, if you are driving down the road on a long trip and you're hungry and you have the option of two fast food restaurants to choose from, no one's going to criticize your food decision in that moment. Well, maybe someone might say, why didn't you bring an apple or some fresh fruit or bottled water? Well, maybe. And maybe that's for your next trip. But you, you get what I'm saying. We are going to make the best decision we can based on who's on the ballot. That's really all you can do. With prayer, I mean, I see millions, 20, 30 million Christians not engaging in elections and then complaining about why the government is so corrupt. Sometimes you do have to choose the lesser of two evils. Every now and again, you get a chance to choose the greater of two goods. But if you don't participate if you're not and not by participation it's more than just registering to vote and voting it's praying about the elections praying over our nation and spending time in god's word and then ask yourself the question is this thing that i'm getting so upset about right now worth be losing a ton of sleep over because at the end of the day there will be story next year someone's going to say it's the first anniversary of the chinese spy balloon over montana and 99 percent of americans going to go oh yeah Oh, yeah. Major in the majors. Salvation. Justification by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. The other stuff is details. Watch the signs of the times, of course. We want the Lord's return. But keep your priorities prioritized. That is good news, and that's the bottom line. For our KCBC audience, enjoy Rabbi Schneider and Discovering the Jewish Jesus coming up next. For those who remain on the network, it is the Thursday, and uh, that means it is time for the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. Coming your way on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. <laughs> 